0: It's
1: scary. All right. Tonight on Ram Showcase, Aaron Donald looks to do something that's never been done. Plus, can the Rams hold their recent success and make the playoffs? And later, the Cowboys tempt fate at home against the Rams. We preview L.A. at Dallas next. Welcome to Ram Showcase
0: on Sports War Radio.
1: What is going on Rams fans and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host Joe Branham but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags laying down the law for you guys today. Got a pretty cool show for you guys. Uh, The Rams continue winning which is very good news on our end and uh, we'll of course preview the Rams at Cowboys game that will be happening this Sunday on Fox for most of the nation but we will talk about that in a little bit so uh first first and foremost we got we got to talk about the news that's how we do this that's how we ram showcase It's how we showcase the rams first we begin with some news we'll go under the ridge top again and then let's see we got a we got some some good stats for you guys and then of course this preview this game's gonna be pretty interesting we're bringing back the three to see i've just forgotten about it actually which is a bummer on my end so i apologize for that but uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and hop right into the news. First, I want to open up with Aaron Donald. If you guys are Rams fans, you guys of course know the name Aaron Donald. If you're football fans, you know the name Aaron Donald. If you have not been sleeping under a rock, you might know the name Aaron Donald. My new co-worker doesn't know the name Aaron Donald, but that's okay. I forgive him. He's into different things, and I respect that. But Rams a- D- defensive tackle Aaron Donald becomes just the second defensive tackle ever to record four 11-sack seasons. He had two last week, and that was against the Seattle Seahawks. What a game, by the way. I know I don't talk about the games, uh, the previous games anymore. I used to do the arraignment uh, episodes, and I don't do those anymore, and that's simply because of a lack of time, full-time employee, full-time student, and then, of course, the show and all the stuff that goes along with that. So uh, was just a little bit too busy, but hopefully, you know what? I graduate uh, by the time the next season begins or just about in the beginning of the season. So maybe we'll be able to bring that back next year, but that's yet to be seen. We'll talk about that next year when that actually is happening. So uh, Aaron Donald though, absolutely having another amazing season. And it's hard to really put into words, you know, how much he he is still impacting the games. I know a lot of people will say like, oh, he's not getting the sacks. He doesn't have this. he He, he hasn't done this. He You you can say all that stuff all you want, but the fact is Aaron Donald impacts the game. And it it is to the point, Aaron Donald impacts the games so much that this last week against the Seahawks, we were watching it and Aaron Donald went out for a play and it was like, oh, they're just going to run up the middle here. They did and got a first down and it's, it's that kind of stuff. Aaron Donald eats up so many blocks. He just takes on that attention and is a very, very valuable player on the Rams defense. Some would say that he is the Defensive Player of the Year again, which is really cool. Uh, But according, as far as Defensive Player of the Year, that was my segue, but I missed it a little bit. Uh, Aaron Donald is currently the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year for the third straight year. According to Bovada, he is currently the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year, which is amazing because A, he's done it the last two seasons, and B, no one has ever won three straight Defensive Player of the Year awards. J.J. Watt has won three, but he uh, that was done in four years. Lawrence Taylor had two in a row. Watt has had two in a row. And, of course, Aaron Donald has the, the last two. He's the reigning defensive player of the year, has been for, like, a while. So Aaron Donald is absolutely doing it, and Bovada understands that, and is he is right now the favorite to win defensive player of the year. And I got to say, I, I think that would just be the coolest thing, for him, I mean he's such a hard worker. he does everything you you ask him to do. The dude is insane. all right? So the fact that he's up for this and even being in the conversation is cool. but at the same time, I, mean, I just have so much respect for this guy. He works so hard. and if you guys didn't watch his his uh, Monday night football game, it was it was a couple weeks ago he had a pizza party. And that was one of the coolest things ever. I I loved it. It was like a nine ten minute video. It was so much fun. Uh, Dante Fowler was over there and you know showing off his sack celebration and all that stuff. It, it was pretty cool. If you guys haven't seen that, I highly recommend checking it out. I I want to say Pizza Hut shared it actually, uh, but I shared it on my personal Facebook page. If you guys want to find me and uh, check it out there, you guys can add me. Feel free to add me. Just don't be one of those weirdos. All right, it happens. Uh, Let's see. Let's keep moving on this news. Rams quarterback Jared Goff throws his first pick six on Sunday Night Football against the Seahawks since week 14 of his rookie season, which was his fourth start of his career. Of course, he came in very late. His first start was against the Dolphins that year of his rookie season week 14. This game was actually against the Atlanta Falcons, and I almost went to this game. And I'm a, I, I'm not going to say I'm glad I didn't go, but I'm a little bit glad I didn't go. I don't want to go just to watch the Rams get smoked. That sounds awful, you know? And the game I was supposed to go to this year was the, the Ravens game. So I, apparently, I'm bad luck. If I'm going to go to a game, that's not good news, apparently, for the Rams. But I think that that streak is so interesting that since his rookie season hadn't thrown a pick six and had the longest streak in the NFL of passes thrown without a pick six. And of course, that is broken now, but... His number's very low now, but, uh, you know, Jared Goff, I I think that people are very, very hard on Jared Goff, and I don't think it's totally necessary, and I think that we're starting now to really see and understand, especially with this Todd Gurley news last week, we're starting to see and understand that Sean McVay may have really been right. It's it's really him not being an idiot anymore, and the game plans have changed, things have changed, things are happening now, Rams have won back-to-back, and Jared Goff is a big part of that, having very good uh, games in these last two. Uh, next up, let's see here. If the Bears defeat the Packers on Sunday, this is a early kickoff. So the 10 AM slot for you LA fans out there, uh, if the Bears can defeat the Packers on Sunday, the Rams now would hold their, they, they would take back control of their own destiny and could make the playoffs by winning out because if the Packers lose to the Bears, the Packers and the Vikings have to play each other, and then at that point, we would just need one of those teams to lose one game, and then the Rams would be able to slip into that sixth seed uh, that we are currently chasing the Minnesota Vikings in. So right now, we're Bears fans, all right, everybody? We're Bears fans this week. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it works out. Uh, well, we're, we're 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 always Rams fans, but this week, we are just a touch, just a, just a sliver of Bears fans also. Uh, let's see. Uh... Rams outside linebacker Dante Fowler sets a new career high in sacks in a season with nine. So Dante Fowler uh, obviously having a pretty solid impact on the Rams since coming over from the Jaguars. And, you know, the, the Rams love first round Jaguars picks, which is really interesting to me because the Rams, they, they've, they have Blake Bortles, Jalen Ramsey, and Dante Fowler, all pretty recent first round picks of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then they traded their own two two of their own first round picks to the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey. But if we just be patient, if we just patient for about four or five years, those picks are probably gonna be Rams anyway. So it kinda works out on that end. Uh, this is kinda this is semi Rams related news, but I wanted to mention it because I'm a metalhead myself and yeah, I'm sure some of you guys are, maybe, I am i know not all of you guys are, but I'm sure at least a couple of you guys are, and I just wanted to mention this, because I think it's pretty cool, it's the first really big concert that's gonna be at the Rams' beautiful new venue out uh, in Inglewood, SoFi Stadium will play host to the final show of the Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Poison Tour. I'm not a Poison fan, I think they are absolutely terrible, but Motley Crue's pretty cool, awful live band, and Vince Neal's a, you know, a total turd, but uh, Def Leppard, awesome as well, obviously. So uh, any of you guys in L.A. going to check this game out, I, I would want to hear about it. Because I'm not going to go, because tickets, A, going to be way too expensive. And uh, they're playing at Coors Field in Colorado, but it's not obviously the last of those shows. That'll be at SoFi Stadium. It's, it's really cool to me. I, I think this it's, they're going to have other shows. Of course, this one's going to be in September. Uh, and that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays around the, the Rams, you know, home opener and, and the date of that, I believe is, I want to say it's like the 15th. So I, I, it's, it's going to be nice, but I'm really curious to see, you know, how they're going from the concert venue to a football venue and how they kind of do that and how that, how those logistics work. But I think that's going to be really cool. And I did want to mention it to you guys. So, you know, take what you can get, I guess that doesn't even make sense. Uh since Gerald Everett has not been playing because uh, he ha- he has been dealing with that that uh issue, we all saw it we all saw it live, we saw it in the game, color rush uniforms and stuff is easy to see. You can see every single bit of the movements of the players wearing all yellow and Everett has not played since that uh but Higby in everett's absence leads all tight ends in targets, catches, yards after catch, and total yards so Tyler Higby absolutely doing it he is playing very very well very high level right now Uh, Higby actually he hit his first 100 yard receiving game against the Cardinals and then followed that up with another 100 yard receiving game against the Seattle Seahawks so Higby man he's killing it let's go Higgs I love it no blonde hair anymore maybe that's what the maybe that's what the problem was maybe maybe the blonde limited his receptions and I uh, just wanted to leave you guys on this note, as far as news goes, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have acquired or signed linebacker Dakota Allen off of the Rams practice squad. Dakota Allen, absolutely a fan favorite. Uh, we've talked about him plenty on this show. We, we've seen plenty of articles on him online. you search Dakota Allen. You're going to have reading material for quite some time. And Dakota Allen, definitely a, a, a fan favorite. But you know what? At the same time, he was on the Rams' practice squad, so it's not like he was necessarily contributing in a big way. Of course, the practice, yeah, that's well, that's one way to contribute to a team, but uh, I hope he goes out there, and I hope that he can actually get some playing time and, and have some success. He he did spend some time with the Raiders, was waived, put back on the Rams' practice squad, now in Jacksonville playing for the Jaguars. So, you know what? I'm, I'm happy for him. I, I was so excited when he came to the Rams I was excited when he came to the Rams, I was excited when he made the Rams, and then at the very end of that, I was excited that he came back to the Rams from the Ravens, or the, from the Raiders, excuse me, so now it sucks to see him go again, but you know what am I supposed to do? I, I have no control over this stuff. Uh, real fast, we're going to go ahead, this is a quick one for you, I'm not going to get crazy, I'm going to get a little bit crazy, that was a lie, uh, just a little bit crazy, I just want. it's a short one though, I promise, this is Under the Ridgetop. Alright, we're going under the Ridgetop. If you guys don't know what that means, this is basically, uh, well, Ridgetop, for you YouTube listeners, it's uh, this kind of hat, my Sheriff hat that I normally wear. I'm wearing a Rams Santa hat right now, because why the heck not? It's December, and Rams season, I guess, so yeah, we got that going. Uh, But this is a segment, a very quick segment for you guys, that I basically, I try to give you guys just the, the, the news, the updates, you guys are smart enough to form your own opinions, but in this regard, I just want to give you guys my opinion, just just a little quick little beat beat. So uh, here we go, and uh, this is this is it. I, I I gotta prepare just a just a little bit. <sighs> All right. Do you see what happens when Todd Gurley gets heavily involved in the game plan? The Rams play better. Thank you, Sean McVay, for listening. Thank you so much. The Rams play better when Todd Gurley touches the football. That is just straight facts. How about? we stop saving our best players for later in the season because now we may not make the playoffs. So how about we just get our best players involved early? How about we just let them play? They are our best football players for a reason. Thank you, Sean McVay. And I know I sound aggressive and I'm thanking him, but at the same time, most of this year has been insane. No fourth quarter touches for Todd Gurley against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, games with six carries, that is absolutely un necessary Uh, it's ridiculous it's it's not cool and it does not lead to dubs and that's what we're all about we're in the business of dubs you're watching football it's the business of dubs so Todd Gurley welcome back bro welcome back I'm so glad to see you back in these games heavily heavily in the game plan Um, that's my favorite thing right now Todd Gurley touches the football the Rams win that's that's a simple formula simple formula yardage doesn't even necessarily factor in as much to that just he touches the football a lot. Rams play better. Simple facts. And Sean McVay is doing it now. So thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. See, we cooled it down at the very end there. You like that? You like that? All right. We're going to go ahead and hop into the next segment. This is the leaderboard. And, of course, you know, the standings, they were, they were different for a minute. But we are back to uh, what they were. And uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, followed by the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. And it's it's almost reminiscent of back when the Seahawks and 49ers were just playing in Super Bowls and stuff. But maybe not this year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But as you can see on the screen, or I will tell you for you audio listeners... Uh, the San Francisco 49ers sit in 1st place at 11-2, the Seahawks in 2nd at 10-3, your Rams sitting at 8-5 in 3rd place, and the already eliminated Arizona Cardinals sitting at 3-9-1 and one now. The Rams do still have one more game against the Arizona Cardinals that will be played in LA Week 17. If you guys uh, are paying attention to the playoff races, you guys know that the San Francisco 49ers can clinch a playoff spot with a win or a Los Angeles Rams loss against the Dallas Cowboys, of course, this weekend. The Seattle Seahawks, on the other hand, can clinch a playoff spot with a win or an L.A. Rams loss. So the 49ers just need to take care of their own business. They can get in. Uh, The Seahawks, though, cannot clinch this week if the Rams do not lose. And you know what? Dallas Cowboys on a three-game losing streak. I don't want to get too excited, but you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. It feels like this Rams offense is back it just feels like a new energy. We have, you know, players talking about how this is a different team from just a couple weeks ago. So this is going to be fun. I'm really interested to see how this is going to unfold. I know, I know what I said on my Joe Stradamus, all right? I am not an idiot. I know that I said that I don't think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. And, I'm, you know, I have to stand by that. I want the Rams to make the playoffs but I, I I'm not seeing it. I, I We'll see what happens. It's very, very possible. I'm not trying to say that you're know, like, "Ah oh, no, the Rams can't do it. It is absolutely extremely possible if the Rams can pull this off and slip into a wild card spot. I, the division's not going to happen. Uh, we would need the, the 49ers to lose out, the Seahawks to lose at least two more, and then we would have to win out. I don't think that's going to happen that's not a Joe Stradamas pick for you that's just a common sense thing I don't think that that's going to happen uh, but the Rams still chasing the nine and four Minnesota Vikings just one game behind them the Vikings do play as the Chargers this week and then the Packers on Monday night football and then they end their season against the Chicago Bears if the Rams can win out the team has a strong chance to make the playoffs so go ahead Rams fans this week is your chance this is it it's your glory time it's your chance to be Chargers fans yeah, you guys don't like that, do you? It's not very fun when you need help from other people, Sean McVay. But you know what? Todd Gurley's back, and maybe we can control our own destiny. Maybe we can get lucky and uh, get a Bears dub this weekend. And then the Rams could just win out and then make the playoffs, which is what we all want. That's exactly what we all want, which would be so much fun. But that is that is what's happening right now. Chargers, and, uh, Chargers win and a Rams win puts the Rams in the sixth seed and... They can absolutely control their own destiny at that point. So, you know what? It's all LA this week. We are wanting an LA sweep. We want the LA teams to win. We want the Chargers to win. We want the Rams to win. If those two things both don't happen, the Rams will not be sitting in a playoff spot at the conclusion of Week 15. So, we got that going for us. Or against us. For us? Against us? I don't know. I guess it depends on if you're a half-full, half-empty kind of person. I like to think that I'm a half-full kind of person, but I also like to—and I, I, I screw you if you're a realist, all right? <laughs> if you're a person who's like, there's, there's half-empty and half-full, and I'm just looking at it logically, you're not fun to talk to, and you're probably not that cool at parties if you get invited to any. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to take a look uh, at stats. This is still the leaderboard segment, but we're looking at stats now. So uh, let's go Passing Yards. Jared Goff's still sitting in fourth place in passing yards, 3,712. He is, and this is kind of interesting to me. I was, you know, fourth place for Jared Goff, that doesn't sound insane to me. Hearing that Jared Goff is fourth in passing, that doesn't sound weird. But if you look at the names he's behind, that's where it gets weird, all right? Because not a single winning quarterback is ahead of Jared Goff in terms of passing yards. We have Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is number one right now isn't that bananas that's absolutely insane to me so uh (laughs) my comment here I actually I didn't even I I skipped over it but my my comment was behind Rivers Winston and Prescott yes really because it was that jarring to me he is on pace for 4,568 passing yards if you guys are keeping track at home of course my preseason pick that he would go over 5,000 uh that would be extreme if he did that if he he pulled off 5,000 holy moly that would be that would be He would have some really big three games coming up. Uh, Receiving yards, your wide receiver, Cooper Cup, sits in 12th place. Uh, So definitely has dipped in that regard as far as uh, yardage goes and all that. But 990 receiving yards for Cooper Cup. He is on pace for 12,018, but just 10, because that's simple math. Everybody can do that math. 10 yards would give him his first 1,000-yard receiving season of his career. Robert Woods is in seventeenth as far as receiving yards goes, with nine thirty-three. So can absolutely hit the one K mark uh, this this week as well. He caught his first touchdown pass last week, which was awesome, and he is on pace for one thousand one hundred forty-eight receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Cooper Cup is tied for eighth with seven. He's on pace for about nine. That math is it doesn't really fall out real nice, um, but he's on pace for about nine. Uh, Rushing yards. Todd Gurley sits at 16th, 721. He is on pace for 887. If he wants to get to that 1,000-yard mark, he will need to average 93 yards per game to hit that 1,000. Rushing touchdowns. So Todd Gurley, 16th in rushing yards, tied for fifth in rushing touchdowns. He has nine right now. He is on pace for about 11. Again, that math doesn't really come out clean, so it's about 11 uh, tackles, Corey Littleton, who I was so high on as a special teamer. And if you guys listen to me for the last few years, you guys know, I can't believe that by the way, I'm at like three and a half years to do this. March will be four years of Ram showcase. That is awesome. And I'm super loving it. And now we have a YouTube channel. What's up YouTubers. And then still the podcast. What's up podcasters over here. And it's just awesome. So thank you guys. But, uh, Corey Littleton, I was super high on him. And I was so excited to see that he was getting the starting job. He is the, the leading tackler for the Rams. Eighth place in the league. He has 112. He is on pace for 138 tackles. Uh, Aaron Donald leads the team in sacks with 11. He is seventh in the NFL. And he is on pace for about 13.5. And Dante Fowler also on pace for double-digit sacks. He is tied for 15th right now with nine. And he's on pace is same exact uh, equation for the Todd Gurley rushing touchdowns, about 11. We'll see what happens. If he can get a couple, you know, I mean, if he uh, just, just won a game, he blows that away, kind of. He blows away my projections with 12 instead of 11. But you know what? That's I, I'm okay with that. It's not a problem for me. Now, let's take a look at the injury update real quick before we get into this game preview. On the Rams side, very quick, very simple. This seems to be a trend over the last three years or so. Uh, of course, there is some players on IR, but... Uh, as far as the not non-participants in Wednesday's practice, we have tight end Gerald Everett, full participants. We do have wide receiver Simba Webster on this one. So that's something we're going to be monitoring, of course, because he is now, uh, for the remainder of the season, he is the Rams punt returner. And then uh, Daryl Henderson has been handling kickoff returns. I'm uh, really hoping that one of those guys can break one out and be awesome because, uh, you know, Webster had negative one punt return yards, and Henderson really only got one opportunity, so hopefully that can kind of start to develop into a little bit more, but also Rob Havenstein back full participant, and this is very interesting because I don't know, y'all don't know, nobody knows, except for maybe some people within the organization what role Rob Havenstein is going to come back into when he is healthy enough to play, which does appear to be this week. He was a full participant. So do the Rams take away Bobby Evans from the right tackle spot and give Havenstein his job back? Do they slide in Havenstein over, you know, Edwards, David Edwards at at right guard? Or do they just go ahead and do what I think is the logical move? And he's not playing bad at all, which is why this is a good problem to have I guess we almost have now too many offensive linemen that are playing well but Austin Corbett at left guard has not been playing poorly he could be playing just a little bit better uh, according to my standards my extremely high standards as a skinny guy in Colorado but uh, he could be playing a little bit better but Havenstein I think could come into that role As the left guard, and I think that would improve the Rams' or offensive line as well. So that's going to be really interesting to see how the Rams decide to move him back into the offensive line because he's a guy that you can't necessarily just keep on the bench. We're kind of paying him a little too much to just ride the bench, and obviously we don't want another injury. We don't want to have to use Havenstein off of the bench or anything like that. So I'm curious to see how that that situation unfolds. And of course, if I hear anything, I will say something hear something, say something. That's how. That's my philosophy with Rams news. If I hear Rams news, I have to share it with the world. Uh, on the other side, on the other sideline here, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Their injury report, definitely a little bit more interesting. So as far as your non-participants in Wednesday's practice, we have linebacker Sean Lee, linebacker Leighton Van Esch. I love both of these players, by the way. I think that they're both absolutely incredible. And I know some of you guys might be sitting there listening to me, like, really? This guy's going to be up in Cowboys players. They're just great players, man. Sean Lee hurt a lot, but when he is on the field he's absolutely incredible. Leighton Vander Esch, I'm just mad he's not a ram, really. To if I'm being candid with you guys, which I think I can be. I think this is a, if this is a place we can be honest with each other, I like to think that it is. I love Leighton Vander Esch. I think he's an amazing amazing linebacker. Limited participants. We have defensive lineman Michael Bennett, who wears those toddler pads. Tackle Lyle Collins, safety Jeff Heath, uh, cornerback Byron Jones, guard Zach Martin, and defensive tackle Antoine Woods, who actually is in a little bit of hot water. If you guys would keep it up on the news, I'm not going to get into it here. And full participants, we have listed wide receiver Amari Cooper, quarterback Dak Prescott, and tackle Tyron Smith. So those are, that's your injury update for the Dallas Cowboys and the Rams. I guess I did that one as well. But uh, obviously, it seems like every every single week, the opposing team's injury report is just so much bigger than than the Rams, and I hate to say that it makes me feel good, but it does. I <laughs> I don't root for injuries, but I also can't stop them, so what am I supposed to do? I'm just a dude out here in Colorado who watches the games. I don't root for these guys to get hurt, but if they happen to get hurt, and it helps the Rams win a game, so be it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't root for their injuries, though, and I would love to beat teams at full power. I think that that's just, you get a little bit more bragging rights when teams are at full power, and then you don't have to hear, well, this guy wasn't playing, this guy wasn't playing, if if, if this guy was in, we would have won. You know, you don't have to hear any of that stuff, so I actually prefer when teams are at full power, but I'll take it, whatevs. Let's get into this game preview. We have the Los Angeles Rams, who are sitting at 8-5. and five. And the Dallas Cowboys at 6-7, and seven, and they are in first place in the NFC East. Uh, the Rams are two games ahead of the Dallas Cowboys, but the Rams are in third place of the NFC West. The Dallas Cowboys first place of the NFC least, which I think is absolutely what we can call it now. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to win this division. Uh, the, the, the Eagles really struggled with the Giants' Monday Night Football, but I still think the Eagles win this division. We'll see, though. I don't know. It's going to be bad, and if the Rams... If the Rams sit at, say, 10-6, and 11-5, and, and don't make the playoffs, and whoever the NFC East winner happens to be... Winner is a very loose term there. Um, there's not a lot of winning going on in the NFC East, but uh, the NFC East winner, if they get smoked in the playoffs, I think that this conversation happens in the collective bargaining agreement uh, negotiations, which are ongoing right now. And I think that we could get something. We could get something going on. I personally am a big fan of the fact... That you enter the season knowing that you just need to win your division, win your division, and you get to the playoffs. I like that. I am a fan of that. Okay, but at the same time, if the Dallas Cowboys say say they make it in the playoffs at seven and nine, and the Rams, let's just say that they're ten and six, miss the playoffs. Better record, only one game, but let's say uh, for for a wild card team, the Seahawks go into Dallas and just absolutely smoke the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to have some issues, all right? We're going to have some problems because at that at that point, the playoff bracket, is it feels broken. You know, it, it, everybody's going to wonder, well, what about the Rams? Like, what, what what would they have been able to do in this situation? So it's going to be very interesting. I'm almost a fan of the reseed idea of you, you win your division. I'm getting way off track here, by the way. I'm okay with it, though. I hope you guys are, too. Uh, you win your division, you get your wild card teams, and the second week 17 is over, you reseed. So top to bottom reseed, best records all the way down, so you can get division winners who would technically be playing wild card like kind of kind of games. They would be on the road because they would be a lower seed. And so that's kind of my, my well, not my idea. I'm not going to take credit for that idea, but that's kind of what I like. Um, so yeah, back now to Rams Cowboys. Uh, the commentators of this game, we're going to get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. We get the the game of the week, which is going to be awesome. This game kicks off at one twenty five p.m. L.A. time, and there's a huge area uh, for this game, uh, and I think the the Falcons playing the 49ers that actually helps the Rams because the Falcons are not a very good team, and the Rams and Cowboys both sitting in the playoff picture right now, so, of course, that's just a little bit more intriguing of a matchup, and... This it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one, but a uh, big area, big, big area. If you guys are curious to see if it's going to be shown in your area, make sure you guys check the Ram Showcase Facebook page. I have shared the distribution map there. Uh, I'll let you guys know a lot of Northern California and a lot of Georgia not getting the Rams and Cowboys games, So, or game. It's just one game. We're not playing multiple. Well, let's see here. Uh, weather I'm not super worried about because... It's going to be a dome. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit open, but it's not going to impact the game, so I'm not super worried about it. If you guys are going to the game, look up the weather by yourself. That's that's what I got for you guys. The line opened on, on this game uh, with the Cowboys favored by one and a half points, and that is since, well, by the end of the day that the, the line opened, the, the Rams and Cowboys were already even. Now, which that was two days ago, yeah, so uh, now the, the Rams are actually favored by one. And the over-under started at 49, now sits at 49, or 48, excuse, excuse me, and now is at 49. And so uh, things are going in the right direction for the Rams. At least the money is going in the direction of the Rams, which I'm not mad about. So it happens. But also keep in mind, guys, Cowboys haven't beat a team with a winning record this year. I just want to throw that out there. The Cowboys have lost three straight games. The Rams and Cowboys, have actually, they actually won... And lost. Like they they matched wins and losses each week until about two weeks ago. Is if the Rams won, the Cowboys won. If the Rams were on a buy, the Cowboys won. If the Cowboys were on a buy, the Rams won. And that was going for quite a while. And it was we kinda we finally bucked that trend. Finally, over Thanksgiving, we bucked that trend. And that was very, very awesome because A, we we need NFC teams to lose. We don't we're not rooting for NFC teams anymore. It's week fifteen. We are in the meat of the playoff push. We do not want to see NFC teams doing well right now, That's, we, except for us. We want the Rams to do well. So, um, but, yeah, until two weeks ago. So th- that was I almost wanted that streak to continue into this game. And then I, I would have been so mad if we tied, though. But you know what? It's it, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that they're be- below us now, where, right where they belong. And uh, just a quick Cowboys note for you guys. Rumors say that the Cowboys have already begun— their coaching search, their their replacement for Jason Garrett, uh, but he is still expected to finish out the season. Let's take a look at the matchup of this game. This is the Rams offense versus the Cowboys defense. The Rams offense in total yards ranks eighth and the Dallas Cowboys defense ranks ninth. So very strong matchup there. The Rams offense in terms of passing yards ranks sixth, the Dallas Cowboys defense seventh. So very, very strong matchup there. On the ground, the Rams are 21st on the ground, and the Dallas Cowboys are 19th against the run, again, very strong matchup, very strong, and in total points, the Rams are 12th, Dallas Cowboys defense is 12th, so extremely even matchup on that side of the ball. Uh, this On the other side, we got the Dallas Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense, the Cowboys offense first in the NFL, very first in the NFL, three game losing streak though, so these numbers are a touch sc- skewed I was gonna say screwed they're a little screwed I guess but skewed is the right word there Rams defense is eighth so definitely a top 10 defense still that's pretty awesome 10th last week moving up to eighth uh Rams did such an amazing job against Russell Wilson and that Seahawks offense I was so I, I hate to say that I'm proud of them because it's like it's like I feel like that's a weird thing to say like I'm, I'm so proud of these guys but that's—I felt proud. I was proud of these guys. Uh, didn't give up a touchdown on defense. That only touchdown that uh, the Seahawks had was, uh, was that defensive score, uh, by Diggs. So that was awesome. But uh, let's see. Keep moving here. Uh, passing yards. The Cowboys' offense is first, of course. Dak Prescott do, does lead the NFL in passing yards. The Rams' defense is tenth against the pass, and on the ground, the Cowboys' offense is tenth, and the Rams' defense is twelfth, which is a huge increase. Over the last couple of years, the Rams defense has been rough against the run over the last few years and has definitely improved this year and in total points scored the Dallas Cowboys offense is ninth and the Rams defense is eleventh I did actually i saved this picture because i I wanted to I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was really cool I just got to find it uh, real fast uh, this is actually something i didn 't know this didn't uh, this is not a trend that I caught in my own personal research. Uh, but I wanted to read this this uh, tweet from Chris Wesseling. And for you YouTubers, I found this a little too late to put it on screen for you guys, but I'll just read it to you guys. Since Jalen Ramsey and Taylor Rapp entered the starting lineup in Week 7, the Rams are first in sacks with 30 and second in points per game allowed with 15.4. If not, for the Monday Night Meltdown versus Lamar Jackson... Uh, if, uh it, or the Lamar Jackson juggernaut, excuse me, it would have been 10.5 points per game. The best defense of the Aaron Donald era? Question mark? Quite possibly, Chris. Quite possibly. It's a very exciting defense right now. And, of course, Aaron Donald a big part of that. Jalen Ramsey a big part of that, which is really cool. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, though, that this Rams defense is playing absolutely phenomenal right now absolutely phenomenal since Jalen Ramsey showed up and Taylor Rapp has officially been a starter this Rams defense has been pretty locked down you, like like in the tweet you take away that Monday night blowout; those numbers are so much better you know what I mean but I'll take it if, if that upped our points per game average by five that's so that's how big of a game that was uh, but yeah you know what it's over now there's nothing we can do about it it's time to move on we're on the Cowboys now uh, this is the three-two C, and of course these are just Rams players that I think are going to be interesting to watch this uh in this game. So first and foremost, Todd Gurley. Gurley is still expected to be the bell cow for the remainder of the season, and went over uh, and went over 100 yards rushing last year against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Has not had a 100 yard rushing game this season, but has had uh, the last two weeks has had uh, over 100 total offensive yards and that's uh rushing and receiving yards combined. So Todd Gurley obviously playing real well right now, Sean McVay utilizing Todd Gurley, which is a very important factor of the Rams offense it turns out. And Todd Gurley uh, this, during the time because I I mentioned that he went over 100 last year in the playoffs because that was in the middle of the chaos of Todd Gurley and everybody saying what is going on with Todd Gurley. Of course, CJ Anderson did have more rushing yards than Todd Gurley in that game, but not by a whole lot. I think it was 115 to 137, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you guys can fact check me on that and tweet me like you always do. <laughs> it's fine. You guys are allowed to correct me. I'm sometimes wrong. It happens. I don't have to tell you. Uh, next up on the three to see is going to be Jalen Ramsey. And uh, Ramsey is expected to shadow Amari Cooper. And uh, Omari Cooper, by the way, having a very strong season. He is currently fifth in receiving yards with 1,054. He is tied for fourth in receiving touchdowns with eight. So it's going to be a tough game for uh for Jalen Ramsey. I didn't actually check to see if if Ramsey had gone against Amari Cooper because. Because I, well, I ran out of time. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I wanted to go back and look at that, but it's hard to compare when you're looking back at uh, at different teams, multiple different teams for different matchups and stuff. So I just went ahead and, and I decided not to do that. But we got Ramsey against Amari Cooper in this one. And it's Ramsey's been playing really well. Uh, he He does seem to fall asleep on one or two plays a game. But you know what? He still is making this Rams defense a lot better, so I'm not I'm not super hating on him or anything like that. And his name is it literally says Rams in his name, and that's perfect in my heart. So uh and my last of the three to see is gonna be Aaron Donald. Of course it's gonna be Aaron Donald. Always three to see Aaron Donald. It just you just pencil that one in. Aaron Donald, you always want to see this guy. That's that's the point I'm trying to make here. Donald is having another amazing season. But takes on the Cowboys, who despite their recent struggles, in fairness, they have had recent struggles, but they have the number one passer in terms of yards, the fifth best wide receiver in terms of yards and touchdowns, and the fifth best running back in the league in terms of yards. So we got top passer, Dak Prescott, number one in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott, fifth in rushing yards so far uh, this this season. And Amari Cooper, fifth in receiving yards and tied for fourth in receiving touchdowns. So I say fifth, It's it's basically fifth. And you know it's going to be a tough day for this Rams defense, but uh, I think that they the recent struggles of the Cowboys kind of lean the, in the Rams' favor. It's, we have two teams going in opposite directions, really. Well, what we have here is the is the Cowboys and the Rams were they were they were dead even. Let me get in the camera here. they were dead even, dead even for most of the, every every single week. Weeks one, two, three wins. Weeks uh, four, five, six losses. You know, and then week week five, it just happened that way. And now we got the Cowboys. We'll use the Cowboys over here. And uh, the Cowboys have definitely dipped down, and the Rams on that upward upward swing. So, two teams going in opposite directions. Two weeks ago, these teams were dead even. Now, opposite directions. We're looking at the Cowboys like, like what well, what are they doing out here? You know, the Eagles are going to win this division if they don't just get it together. They're six and seven and are in first place. They can they can just win out and, and win their division, but. That'd be nine and seven. That's not overly amazing, but it's not terrible. I think if you can get to ten wins, that's that's a good mark for your team. Six losses seems like a lot, but ten wins, that's that's good. All right, my buddy Aaron, he he commented on that last week. We were watching the uh, the Rams and Seahawks game, and uh, he commented that ten and six doesn't sound very good. And I disagree. I think that that absolutely sounds good. Ten wins should be your first goal, entering any season. I think ten wins. That's where it needs to be. It, you get to 10 wins, and you feel pretty good about getting to the playoffs. Of course, it's not a guarantee. 11-5, and five, that's more of a guarantee, but not a guarantee. We've seen the Patriots miss uh, with an 11-5 and five record. And so that's what the Rams, the best that they, they can do is 11-5, and five, and they absolutely could miss the postseason with an 11-5 and five record, which would not be awesome. No. no. No, no, no. Not awesome. Let's take a look at the history of this game of the series uh, excuse me the all-time series is tied 17 to 17 so rams can break that which would be really cool of course the win last year in the playoffs did tie up the series all time the most recent game between these two was last year in the playoffs the rams did win that game 30 to 22 to send them to the nfc championship the very famous infamous I guess uh, NFC championship game, which is one of the best games I've ever seen. You take away that one call. that game was absolutely incredible. It was so much fun to watch Greg Zorline kicking two massive field goals to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. Uh, every time I think about that it just makes it just it just brings me back down. It's like, oh man, this is so much fun. The Rams going to the Super Bowl last year. That'll hold me for a while. I mean, we sat through one and fifth, we sat through three and thirteen, then two and fourteen, and then one and fifteen. So this going to the Super Bowl is going to hold me for a little bit. We're going a little bit over our time here, more than I guess long, just longer than we normally do. I guess roommates are out of town, so I don't have to go quick. That's, uh, yeah, we got that. The first matchup between these two was on November 6th of 1960. That was a Los Angeles Rams win 38 to 13. So big old fat dub for the Rams in their first game and their last one. The Rams have won the last two against the Dallas Cowboys, but have never won three straight against the Dallas Cowboys. That, of course, can happen with a win on Sunday on Fox And, uh, this, (laughs) this history, it was kind of interesting to watch. I looked at, I always look up the history of the matchups. You guys know that, but I always look up the history of the matchup and it was kind of funny because because between 1986 and 2011, neither team won back-to-back games it was win-loss 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 all the all the way through and so this series is very close this this series is always going back and forth the the Cowboys longest streak was three games and the Rams longest streak only two I don't even know if you can count that a streak I think you have to hit three before it's a streak so hopefully we can get our first streak against the Cowboys this weekend guys it's gonna be awesome I don't have a Joe Stradamus written down for you guys let me think real quick let me just let me just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right off the dome on this one let me see I'm gonna say ooh, I got a good one for you guys all right so we heard this week that Tyler Higby Cooper Cup Todd Gurley all went over 100 total yards in back-to-back games and that was the first time that three players on one team had gone over 100 yards in back-to-back games since that amazing Minnesota Vikings team uh, that the, the offense in back in uh, 2011 with you know Carter Moss, all them. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Rams absolutely blow away history and make people talk. I'm going to say Higby, Cup, Gurley. They all go over 100 again. I'm I'm saying Gurley goes over 100 on the ground. We get his first 100 yard. Uh, rushing game, I'm going to say that Cooper Cup. I, he hits his 1,000 because he's going to get 10 yards in this game. Uh, it's not the Steelers game, so we're, he's going to catch the football. He's going to get 10 yards. He's going to hit 1,000. I'm going to say that he hits 98 receiving yards, but he has four rushing yards. Uh, that's this is all just off the top of my head, guys. Okay, so please, please be patient with me. And I'm going to say Tyler Higby. I'm going to say he goes, Jared Goff's been loving him some Higby lately, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm gonna say that Higby goes for eight catches one hundred and eight yards. I'm gonna go you can lock that in, take it to the bank. that won't bounce it might bounce. I don't know, but that's my Joe Thomas this week. I didn't write one down. I just went straight off the dome, so uh, we got that. That's gonna be good stuff. this this game. I'm really excited about this game guys uh now that the Rams are playing like they are i'm always excited for the rams games you know even entering that that year we went one and 15 entering week 17 i'm still in my jersey i'm still you know like oh man this is gonna be fun i hope we win this game and then i wonder who we get in the draft and stuff and then that happened to be sam bradford not that much fun but you know it's gonna be fun game i'm really excited about this one again 125 p.m uh that's la time this game will be televised pretty widely on fox so make sure you guys check your areas Alright, so uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase and myself on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it pretty simple for you guys, right? Try to keep it simple for you guys. We will have some giveaways coming up, so make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that. That is going to be a YouTube thing, so make sure you YouTubers out there, you guys keep an eye on that. We'll be doing that uh, hopefully pretty soon. And uh, if if not, it will start in the offseason, which I know is a is a whole bag of bummers. But that's how I know that you guys are hardcore fans. If you guys are listening to Ram Showcase in the offseason, if you guys are with me in, like, March and April and June... That's how I love those guys. I love you guys. If you guys are with me year round, I think it's so much fun because Ram season, there's no off season to me. It's just times when games aren't being played. So I love it all year round. Draft is fun, training camp's fun, it's all fun. You know, free agency, it's a blast. I love it all. I love all of it. But that is going to do it for me. Make sure, again, at Ram Showcase, Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase for all of your latest Los Angeles Ram news updates that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.